We'll put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. If it's December and you live near Lewis, don't listen to this. Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from John. John's request is a review of the calendar. Which names of months are the best, and which of the actual months themselves do you like? As an optional constraint, avoid using the word month. Alright, I think we should go for the optional constraint here, starting now. That will make the show more difficult, but uh, but sure. What are we if not constrained? If we mess up, should I edit out or just leave it in? If we mess up, we should notice it while we're recording and rephrase. Okay. And then you can cut out the mess up. And if we don't notice it at the time, then, well, it'll stay in as a record of our mistake. Let's just not make mistakes. How's that for a plan? That's a good plan for life. Okay. So... I like these review episodes. Me too. I feel like we could just change to review cast and it would still be perfectly good. I don't know. I think maybe they're better if they're not constant. That's probably true. Also, some of my favorite episodes are not review episodes. Right. Now, the letter review one, uh, the first alphabet review and the NATO alphabet review are both ones that people mention to me in person as being particularly good when they first get into the podcast. Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. So now we know what well to go to if we're running dry. <laughs> Yeah, and also our requesters know what well to go to. Yeah, fortunately they already seem to know that because we get a lot of review requests. Yeah. We are doing a very bad job so far of following this request. What? I, I haven't said that word at all. <laughs> we are following the optional constraint, but we're not, we're not reviewing the calendar yet. <laughs> all right, let's get right into it. Uh, which one do you want to start with? February? <laughs> let's start with January. Okay, which is currently where our calendar year starts. That was not always the case. Where did it used to start? It used to start in, like, the middle of March or April, somewhere around there. What? Wait, tell me what that means, because I don't understand. Okay, the beginning of a year used to happen in the middle of one of the... Okay, the optional constraint is getting at me here. I'm not going to be able to phrase this as clearly as I would otherwise. I think that's the point of the optional constraint. Okay, I'm not looking it up, but... From memory, I think it was in the middle of March that the start of the year was. Sorry, when you say it was the middle of March... Yeah. Do you mean... I don't know, like March 14th or something? I no, don't know no, the that's, date. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, so there's a particular part of our orbit that occurs now in March. Are you saying that that used to be when they would celebrate New Year's? Was it the March part of the orbit? Or that there didn't used to be months prior to... Oh, there didn't used to be... Divisions of time into... Oh, God, this is impossible. This is the worst constraint ever. Okay, so what I mean is that that's when the official calendar year would start. You can see on some old gravestones examples of, like, graves of young infants where the birth date looks like it comes after the death date, and that's because it's actually the following year, but it's on, like, February 2nd. Wait, so there were still January and February, they just weren't the beginning of the year. Right. Well, how? Okay. So, here's my cartoon history of months. Damn it! Alright, I'm not going to follow the optional constraint. You can follow the optional constraint. Alright, it's optional in the sense that only one of us will do it. <laughs> I made a valiant effort until I realized that it would be really <laughs> annoying, and then I also noticed that it was optional and I stopped. 
Yeah, I'm going to keep <laughs> trying it. I reserve the right to give up at some point later on, maybe around August or so. I apologize to John for our not having the uh, tenacity to do that optional constraint appropriately. <laughs> well, it, it was marked as optional, so I think he's fine with this. Okay, so... So January. Yeah, no, wait, <laughs> no, 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 I was giving you my cartoon history of, of the months. Oh, okay. Because I thought initially there were, was it 10? Yeah, there were 10, and they didn't include July or August, and the rest of them were more evenly numbered, like in terms of how many days they had. And then Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar came in and were like, I want a month named after me. And instead of just changing the name of an existing month, they smooshed an extra month in there and ruined the naming system for September, October, November, and December. Yeah, which I think will give those... I almost said it. I think that's going to give those ones some points off when we get to them. But I feel like it's not their fault. I feel like, if anything, we should deduct points from, from Roman emperors. Well... We'll get to that later in our Emperor cast. The episode where we review Roman emperors based on how they sullied the month naming scheme? Yeah. Okay, let's start with January. January is named after, uh... Janus. Yeah, the two-faced god of passageways and so forth. I'm not sure if that's actually true, I just know they have similar names. Yes, probably named after Janus. Wikipedia confirms. Alright. So, that's about as good as your memory. Uh, Wikipedia also confirms that the first day of the new year used to be March 25th. What did that even... Okay. <laughs> March 25th? Whose calendar was this? Who starts a year? That's the Feast of the Annunciation, Lewis. <laughs> but, okay. So I understand why, like, the Hebrew New Year doesn't occur at the beginning of a month on the Julian calendar, and that's because the Hebrew New Year begins at the beginning of a month on the Hebrew calendar. I assume, actually. I could be getting that wrong. And presumably other New Year's that don't occur in sync with the Julian calendar, it's because they're using a different calendar. So why would the Roman calendar have started the year in the middle of a month? Uh, I'm guessing for religious reasons. <laughs> I know that's not really answering your question. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, uh... I'm not really sure. I mean, this was something, I know it was done in England. I don't know whether it was much wider than that. This wasn't in, like, Roman times. This was in, like... I want to say this would have happened in Shakespeare's day. What, that March 25th was the new year? I think so. How, I was about to be like, how did I not notice that in any of the plays that I read? <laughs> but then I thought, like, none of the plays that I read had New Year celebrations that I remember. Or, if they did, they didn't mention what month it was. <laughs> There's that scene in Hamlet where Laertes says, by the way, the new year starts on March 25th. <laughs> Alas, poor Yorick. I, I knew him because he was at my New Year's party <laughs> in late March. <laughs> I guess there truly are more things on heaven and earth that were drummed up in my philosophy. So anyway, you get Gravestone saying, like, born March 30th, 16-whatever, died March 2nd, 16-same-whatever. Oh my god, how- Because March 2nd was near the end of the year. Yeah, that's absurd. This- oh my god, that is- I like how every time we have a request with something to do with calendars, you end up being surprised at some bizarre fact about how terrible people have been at timekeeping. Because it doesn't seem that hard! You pick a point, you pick a number to count to, you <laughs> reset when you hit that number. It shouldn't be that difficult, Ben. Why is Why was society so awful at it? The amazing thing to me is that societies have come up with so many different ways to be bad at it over the years. 
It's true. They're not reinventing the wheel. These are new mistakes every time. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's review January. Oh, wait. We need to pause and insert an apology to our Antipodean listeners. Oh, yes, because our description of the seasons is going to be all mismatched with what they're used to. Yeah, like when I penalize August for being too hot, our New Zealand fans are going to be all blimey. Blimey's Australia, isn't it? Whatever. It's probably it's probably not either. They're all going to be blimey. What are you talking about hot in August? August is the dead of winter, mate. I feel like we're going to need to insert a new apology to them in the middle of this apology. <laughs> what for? For your characterization of their shrimp on the Barbie ways. Hang on. I didn't say shrimp on the Barbie. I said blimey and mate. That's my description of your entire style of Australian slash New Zealand accent. I wasn't doing accents. <laughs> I was doing dialects. I very carefully avoided doing accents. All right, that's that's true. Accent was unfair. <laughs> Maybe this will be the first time we do a review episode where we never actually get around to reviewing any of the things we're supposed to review. No, let's get to it. Okay, January. This is... Southern Hemisphere aside, and focusing on where we live for right now, this is a winter month. Yes. Which, I think I might have told this on the podcast before, but I remember when I was a kid, it kind of surprised me that winter occurs at the beginning and the end of the year. I felt like it should be lined up with year boundaries. Did you think, like, it should start with the summer and end with the winter, or did you understand that it would have to transition still? No, I just felt like each season should occur once per year. And we get two winters per year. Well, two we don't get partial winters per year. Yeah, we get one winter spread across two years. Two winters occur to some extent within each year. Yeah. Um... See, this is why timekeeping is so hard. Look at how labored that explanation of the situation was to make it accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's a, real, that's a real problem for timekeeping. Yeah, it's not at all my fault for describing it that way. Right, clearly not. So January. Wait, hang on. Was it called January back in the day when it wasn't the beginning of the year? Well, keep in mind, I don't think the idea of starting the year on the Feast of the Annunciation started with the Romans. So January was New Year's for a while, then it stopped being New Year's, and then it started being it again. I believe so, unless the Romans did some third bizarre thing. I would expect it, except the explanation for why it's named after Janus is not because January is a duplicitous month and has two faces. <laughs> But because Janus is the god of doorways. And you're entering the new year? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. Citation needed. That makes sense to me. Actually, a citation is needed there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> There's no citation there. There probably should be one. Find a citation for January being the start of the year. Wait, hang on. The semi-mythical successor of Romulus, King Numa Pompilius, is supposed to have added the months of January and February to the original... 10-month calendar... Oh, God. Okay, I can't... I can't... I was going to try and make sense of this, but it suggests that there were 12 months before August, Augustus, and... and Anyway, all right, I'm giving up on that. I think they renamed some of those. I, I almost said it again there. You just trail off every time you're going to say it, and I, I'll, I'll realize what you're going for. Yeah, me trailing off over and over is going to make for some good podcasting, I'll tell you that. <laughs> So we should probably abandon trying to review these in terms of how they worked in the ancient Roman calendar, because 
That's just going to make everything more confusing and terrible. <laughs> but that was my whole plan! My whole reviews were going to revolve around the fact that four of them are named wrong now. Okay, well, well, what does January mean to you today? To me, it is a time of beginnings. It's a time of looking forward to the rest of the year. It's a time of making resolutions. It's a time of New Year's parties, though not New Year's Eve parties. Well, New Year's Eve parties typically last a little bit into January. Yeah. In fact, it would be a particularly poor New Year's Eve party that did not make it at all into January. <laughs> 11.45, let's call it, people. Oh, man, did I tell you I was at a party, and my brother had the idea to start the countdown early. And just, like, at 11.48, just shout 10, 9, and, but he didn't want to do it. So uh, his girlfriend and I, we did it and tricked a bunch of people at the party into, like, scrambling, and then they were not very happy with us. <laughs> That's great. It's a prank you can really only pull once a year. I, I think once a year might be optimistic. I'm not sure you'd get away with it next year. If I go to a different party, I can. Not if they listen to this podcast. I think I could still pull it off as long as they didn't listen to this episode of the podcast, especially recently. We'll put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. If it's December and you live near Lewis, don't listen to this. <laughs> so January... <laughs> What kind of scale are we going to use for scoring the months? How about 1 to 12? Are we going to rank order them? No. No, I'm fine with, like, five of them getting sevens, if that happens. Does the average, does the mean of our scores have to be six or something? No, because I'm not going to keep track of that, and neither are you. I, maybe I would keep... No, I wouldn't. Let's, <laughs> let's not even pretend. Okay. So, I like January. It, it is a cold month, but I enjoy snowy weather, so that's fine. I said the word there. I'm leaving that in. Fair enough. So the thing about January for me is that I'm on an academic calendar. That's the calendar that drives my life for the most part. Mm -hmm. And that means that January for me really feels like the middle of the year. Because it's the break. December and January is my break between fall semester and spring semester. Optimistically named fall semester and spring semester. One of which is like fall and a little bit of winter, and the other of which is mostly winter and a hint of spring. Yeah, well, save that criticism for our semester review podcast. Oh man, I have some criticisms of semester, because some schools say that they're on the semester system, but what that means is that they have traditionally three class-taking units, which is not what semester would mean. But I'm okay with that, because they're going to discount the summer, that's fine. But then places that are on the quarter system... Oh, they do it the opposite way. They have three quarters and then the summer quarter, which they discount the same way. Right. So either the semester system should be called the trimester system, and the other one should be called the quarter system, or the semester system should be called the semester system, and the quarter system should be called the trimester system. But whatever it is, one of them is wrong now. That I know. Yeah, that bothers me too. I remember back when we were in college, I would argue with some friends of mine at Stanford, which used the quarter system, about this. <laughs> is I, I felt they were the ones who should change. I think Dr. Seuss wrote a book about this. About fence post errors in college schedules? <laughs> no, no, no. The butter battle book, where the two sides are at war because one side butters their bread on the top and the other side butters their bread on the bottom. Although, the message of the book is supposed to be like you shouldn't go to war over stupid things like that. It's, it's like a little bit, it's a, well, it's, it's anti-arms race, but it's also a little bit the same message as the Sneetches, like superficial differences don't matter. Mm -hmm. The problem, of course, is... One is clearly better. It's ridiculous to butter your bread on the bottom. Maybe the point was, even if people are being ridiculous, you still shouldn't have an arms race about it. Yeah, even if it's something that you feel extremely strongly about, like these people who get butter wrong, you should live and let live. <laughs> 
Dr. Seuss was using buttering your bread on the bottom as an example of something so obviously wrong and horrible. <laughs> to highlight the message that even morally abhorrent people should not be killed. Yeah, let's let's rate the months on a 10-point scale instead of a 12-point scale. Okay, that's the upshot of that discussion. <laughs> yeah, I realized that a 12-point scale would be like buttering your bread on the bottom. So getting back to January, now that we're 20 minutes in. <laughs> this is going to be my favorite episode ever. <laughs> so you feel like January is a new beginning because you're like a normal human being, so you're on the, the regular calendar. Yeah. I, on the other hand, feel like it's a very, it's like a middle, it's like a breather, not like a, a restart button. Well, but for you, that middle comes in between these two semesters. Yes. Why not just think of the spring semester as the start of the year and the fall semester as the end of the year? And I guess that probably doesn't work with how your course load is structured. Right. That It's not the course load structure that's the problem, so much as like the academic year is treated as a unit for important purposes. And mm -hmm. so I really am in the second half of the year. People will be graduating at the end of this semester, more of them than at the end of last semester, and so on. At any rate, I'm not holding that against January. I'm just saying it's a difference for how I feel about January from how, from how you feel about January. So do you make your New Year's resolutions in the summer, the way an Australian would? <laughs> Wait, is that what they do? No, it's not. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's throw another shrimp on the barbie and make some New Year's resolutions in March. <laughs> Tying it all together, the Australians are just like the Romans. Or the British? I don't remember who you said was that did it wrong. Once again, we at RequestCast would like to apologize to our Australian listeners. This time the New Zealanders are not getting an apology, though. You singled out Australia specifically there. You, yeah, technically you singled out Australia specifically. And I just went along with it. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I'm gonna give January a 7. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Uh, I think seven might be a little bit high. All right, I, I'd go lower. I'm going to say six and a half. All right, 6.5 is good. Are you going to keep a record of this or no? No, it's all being recorded, so why bother? All right, let's talk about February. The shortest of all of them. Yeah, I like that February... Uh, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to think I'm ridiculous, and so will our listeners who are all, why don't you guys ever use consistent standards for rating things? <laughs> But I kind of like that February changes how many days it has every few years. Yeah, that is kind of inconsistent because that's <laughs> one of the oddities in our calendar, and you've been criticizing other calendrical systems for similar stuff. But leap days are a necessity. I mean, there are other ways you could do it, but some sort of year-to-year -year variation. Sorry, when you say it's a necessity, it's a necessity if you want to keep a correlation between, like, months and seasons and stuff. Yeah. If you're okay with it drifting over time, then you don't need them. Well, at that point, why have the year length be even close to the length of our orbit around the sun at all? Coincidence? Just to keep scholars wondering? I'm just saying, if you're fine with having it drift, why not make like a 400-day year or whatever? No, that's fair. 400-day year. You could get a lot more months in there. I have to admit, I like leap days too. It's kind of fun when one happens. You know, it's also fun because there's like that group of people, I don't know if I know any of them, who have like a different number of years they've been alive than birthdays they've experienced. Ah, uh, the Pirates of Penzance thing. Yeah, 
It's a whole song about paradoxes. Sometimes I play it for my philosophy students, and then after I play it, I wonder why I took up their time with a song about a goofy paradox. It's not really a paradox. Well, there's a class of paradoxes where once you figure out what the trick is, I mean, they're more like riddles than paradoxes, this class of paradoxes. Surprising facts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Snapple facts. No, Snapple facts aren't true. I mean, I think they're supposed to be, but I don't <laughs> believe a single one of them. I think of Snapple facts as things like a duck's quack does not echo and nobody knows why. Is that true? No, a duck's quack will echo. Okay. So some of the Snapple facts I've seen are true. For example, it says like Reno is further west than Los Angeles. And you're like, that's crazy. But then you look at a map and you're like, oh, Nevada kind of goes in quite a bit. Yeah, and California stretches down at the bottom. But there are also ones that are like the average human eats eight spiders in their sleep over the course of a year. And you're like, I have no idea how they even pretended to come up with that data. But no, no, they don't. I don't believe it for a second. Look, when you're asleep, sometimes your mouth is open and you roll over and a spider happened to be on your pillow right there. Okay, here's the thing, though. I know people who are light sleepers. These people would wake up if a spider climbed into their mouth. They don't climb in. The spider just happens to be on the pillow and you roll over with your mouth onto it. These people, they all sleep on their backs. Also, what kind of ridiculous average is that supposed to be? Because, like, there's different numbers of spiders in different locations around the country or the world or whatever area it's supposed to be talking about. Like, maybe there's just, like, one guy who's eating a ton of spiders in his sleep and everybody else is just getting eight as their average. Well, what I've heard is that it's actually not a yearly average. It's eight spiders per night. <laughs> it is not eight spiders per night. You're asleep then. You don't notice. <laughs> Wait, I watched that, uh, I watched parts of, I guess I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched parts of that Andy Warhol movie where it's just filming somebody sleep, and I didn't see any spiders in there. It was a controlled set. They kept them off of it. <laughs> okay. So, February. Alright, so it has leap days sometimes. It's pretty short, which I like. I actually don't like that it's short. Really? Yeah, because I really bank on having more than four weeks in a month. Mm. Like, when it's coming up on the fourth week and the month is, like, actually already over, it freaks me out. Whereas, if I, I like that extra three or four days. I do like that it can't be less than 28. That makes sense to me as a minimum, because I think I've mentioned on this podcast before that I'm in a Scrabble group that meets on the second and fourth Mondays of each, you know, yeah, trail off again. And because February is always at least 28 days, you're guaranteed to have a fourth Monday in it. If it were 27 days, that would not always be true. That reminds me, I thought of a really good response to that criticism. Like, the French call it, like, the spirit of the staircase or whatever, where you're like, oh, damn, I should have said it in the moment, but I didn't think of it until way later. Why not just meet every other week? Why is that not a plan for your Scrabble group? Why not just abandon this whole construct around months and just meet every other week? Well, the reason there is, suppose you're away from the group for a while, like you're, I don't know, on a vacation or just out of town or whatever. Okay. You come back in the middle of, say, August, you look at your calendar and you want to know which days the Scrabble group is meeting. With our current system, you can work that out without having known which week was the previous one that we met. Hang on, is it... First off, you could work it out if you've been in the group before by just looking at a calendar and counting every other week for the entire intermittent time. That's a bad method, though, because that scales linearly with how long you've been gone. But secondly, 
<laughs> I'm not even going to respond to that worry. Secondly, is this thought experiment happening in the 1800s and you have no way of contacting the people and you have to take like a dangerous boat ride to get to the Scrabble tournament? Like, why can't you just call someone and ask them, hey, is this a Scrabble week? Well, okay, to play devil's advocate for your side here, you could also go by the email reminders that get sent out regularly. (laughs) If you told me that this was all taking place in the 1800s, I was going to give it to you. (laughs) I think it's good to be able to just work that out looking at a calendar instead of having to check with someone or check your email and so forth. Okay. Knowing when Scrabble meets should be as automatic as possible. Fair enough. But getting back to this podcast, now that we're two hours in and on February. (laughs) We haven't really talked about either of the months yet. We talked about January. So my main association with February is that the movie Groundhog Day takes place in February. I know this because Uh, that's when the holiday Groundhog Day takes place. Right, and February February has a lot of holidays. It has Groundhog Day, it has Valentine's Day, it has Groundhog Eve, Martin Luther King Day. That might be all of them. Uh... Martin Luther King Day is in January. Oh, well, let's bump January up another half point. Are you that's you're going to quantify you're going to quantify it that way? Okay, a quarter point. No, that's that is definitely not what my objection was. <laughs> I was already factoring that in in my assessment, which is why I had the 7 and you had the 6.5, I think. All right, now that makes sense. Yeah, 7. All right. All right, what are the other holidays in February then? Uh Washington's birthday. So I think President's Day is in February. Uh, yeah, I guess. That's not a very exciting holiday for me. Because you're not a president? Because my grandfather was killed by a president. What? Which president? John Adams. (laughs) (laughs) In what, in what, what were the circumstances of this conflict between John Adams and your grandfather? All right, you caught me in a lie. All right. So Valentine's Day, I guess if you're in a long-term relationship and you're happy in it, then Valentine's Day can be a boost for February. Honestly, it's not even that great a holiday then. I'm just saying it's like, it's a nice excuse to be like, oh, let's do something fancier than we usually do. I get to buy you a gift. I guess some people are like, oh, I don't like, I don't like all the like forced romance of it. But I think it is nice sometimes to have like the sort of formalized excuse for getting to remind someone how special they are. Right. And it is nice that's one of the candy holidays. Is that how you divide up holidays in your mind? There are the candy holidays and the non-candy holidays? Uh, kind of, actually. Wait, let me see if I can guess the complete list of candy holidays. Valentine's Day. Right. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Easter. Also Christmas. Is Christmas a candy holiday? I mean, I know it's, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of food. Yeah, there's all sorts of Christmas-themed candies that come out around then. I mean, there's St. Patrick's Day candies that come out on St. Patrick's Day, but I don't count that as a candy holiday. That's less of a thing. Fair enough. Chocolates are a common Christmas gift. Okay. I guess if you're counting just... Of course, I'm Jewish, so... Right. Hanukkah's a candy holiday, though. Yes. Because of guilt. I like those. I'm ready to give February a a 7.5. Oh, it's not that high. I think it's lower than January. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm going to say 6. I mean, it isn't a bad one. Sorry, did you say it's it's one of the bad ones? No, I said it isn't a bad one. All right, six. We'll give it a six. That's all right. All right, March. A thorough discussion of February. I think we covered it all. Is March in like a lamb out like a lion? Yeah. It's also known for madness. <laughs> oh, oh man. I was at a bar last year in March with my brother. Uh-huh. Because uh, I was visiting him in D.C. And we went out to this restaurant and they had a special on the menu called a March Madness Burger. And the March Madness burger was, I kid you not, a hamburger, a cheeseburger actually, with instead of a bun, a grilled cheese sandwich on top and below. (laughs) 
It was two grilled cheese sandwiches with a cheeseburger in between. I would eat that. I feel like it is a form of madness, but it's not quite March Madness. What if it had been green? Like, what if the whole thing had been drenched in green food coloring? That would have been disgusting. But it does remind me of one reason to actually boost March in the scores. Okay. No, wait. I haven't liked those since I was in junior high. I was about to say shamrock shakes, but they were really exciting when I was in junior high, and I have not had one since high school, probably. Yeah, I don't plan on having one this March. March is, though, is March... When do you start getting Cadbury cream eggs? Uh, Well, Easter varies a bit from year to year, so hard to quantify that in this. Okay. I do like St. Patrick's Day a bit as a holiday, just because it's one of the dressing up holidays, and that's kind of neat. Wait, oh, so it's... You have more categories than just candy holiday and non-candy holiday. My holiday categories are pretty functional. Like, there's the holiday when I need to remember what to wear in the morning, like a green shirt. Can you please make a Venn diagram of holidays? That's a good idea, actually. Let's see, there's the holidays that take some advanced planning, like April Fool's Day, Halloween, and Christmas, because you need to plan out your pranks, costumes, and gifts, respectively. I was hoping it was anti-respectively. I was hoping that you did Christmas pranks. Yeah, in a way, a prank is a pretty good gift. Oh, wait, can you tell me what your uh, what your resolution, your New Year's resolutions were this year? Uh, yeah, this isn't really a simple one to describe, like it's been some years in the past, but... For our listeners, could you describe some of the, some of the highlights of past resolutions? Probably the best one was the year that I resolved to not say the word bagel. <laughs> and did you succeed? I did. <laughs> And then did you say bagel on January 1st of that next year? Oh, yes. Now, note, I did not stop eating bagels because that would have been ridiculous and impossible. How did you order bagels, though? Usually, if it's a situation where I'm ordering bagels, I just point at, like, one of those. Or sometimes, if it's, like, a bagel store, say, like, two salt ones or whatever, to get two salt bagels. I see. Two cinnamon raisin. Yeah, you can do that. That makes sense. So what what is what is your resolution this year while we're reviewing the, the month of March? So one of the life changes I made in 2013 that has been working out pretty well is going on a walk each morning, like half hour or so. Nice. So for 2014, I'm not only continuing that, but I'm trying to work out more good routine stuff to establish. I'm thinking I'm going to try adding such a thing each month, see how it goes, and see what I've built up by the end of the year. Right now, I've been trying meditating each day. Now, when you say meditating, do you have some sort of formal meditation plans, or is this just calmly and silently away from things? The latter, basically. Okay. Nice. And isn't a very formal meditation program or whatever. Well, that sounds good. Those are good. I don't do resolutions usually. Well, I make resolutions, just not specifically tied to New Year's. Right. I found that the times that I've done New Year's resolutions, they've been surprisingly short-lived. And the times that I've made other drastic life changes just on on a whim, they have stuck for much longer. Yeah, and you're actually pretty good at keeping to those, like, much more so than most people, I would say. Yeah, well, I've heard that there's two types of people. There are people who live at the extremes, and then there are moderators. And the people who are moderate, like, they're really good with rules in their life that are like, eat reasonable portions, or, you know, be more active. And people who are more extreme, they're much better with, like, black and white rules that are like, no eating anything made of wheat ever. Or those sorts of things. And I'm definitely one of the people who's like, oh, just cut that out of my life completely. That's way easier than trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the what a sane amount of that to consume is. I'm describing it like it's all about food, but it's not all about food. It's also about um, other things. Okay, so. So, are we on March? <laughs> we are on March. 
Okay, I can tell this is going to be a fun one to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to, this time, sometimes you cut out, cut out the tangents. I feel like if you cut out the tangents, this episode will be eight minutes long and it won't be very interesting. I feel like if I don't cut out the tangents, this one will be three hours long. <laughs> no, we'll pick up the pace as we get, uh, <laughs> we're, already a, we're already a quarter of the way done, Ben. How long have we been talking? 45 minutes. <laughs> Oh, but a bunch of that was preface. We're good. We're good. No, don't don't cut out the tangents. Whatever. People can deal with a three-hour episode. In fact, the people who are most vocal about listening to the show seem to never mind when the episodes are long. Okay, but they might mind if the episodes were longer than they are, because that would mean adding in some bits that shouldn't be there. That might be true. It's not a question of the episodes at the length they have been versus longer and more of the same. It's... It would be longer but lower quality because of that. Okay, well then, Ben, I would like to ask you to do me a favor. All right. And at least preserve a version of this episode that we'll call the director's cut. No, that makes me the director. What, a collaborator's cut? The Lewis cut. The raw version versus my director's cut. Yeah, yeah. And allow people to listen to the raw, not completely unedited, but, you know, cleaned up a little bit, but not... Okay. Just because I would like to get some outside opinions on how enjoyable all these tangents are. Because the answer, I think, is great. Actually, that's a pretty interesting idea. I think I will do that. Sweet. Then we can turn this into two episodes. Yeah. I'll post the longer one first, because that's easier to do with the editing process. Awesome. So, March. So, things that, that are associated with March, apart from madness. St. Patrick's Day. The March Hare. Marching. Like, basically walking around in a group. <laughs> I was trying to make a playlist one time uh, where each entry on the playlist was associated with a different month and had to have that month in the title. And I had the restriction that it had to occur in the in the title as the month name, but all the lists I could find online that just had all the lists that you would, uh, all the songs with months in the titles were just simple word, word finds, like control F or whatever. So you get a lot of March. Yeah, but it was all like pomp and circumstance, comma, March, or the March of the penguins that's not a song but you get the idea yeah i guess may would also give you a lot of false positives yes september on the other hand hardly an occurrence of the word september that was not the month for august you get a bunch of songs that are actually just about solemn occasions <laughs> yeah or or regal just things <laughs> that are and sometimes uh the songs that are about the kid the german kid from charlie and the chocolate factory augustus gloop yeah Oh, Augustus. So, March. I don't like this one that much. It's funny, because we've mentioned a lot of things about it that you like. I mentioned getting to wear green for St. Patrick's Day, but that's not even that exciting a thing. It's just kind of neat to have a day when, yeah, I know what color shirt I'm wearing now. <laughs> Every other day. It's just a total surprise to you. Like, aside from that, March Madness doesn't really mean much for me. Yeah, me either. Pie Day is... Eh. Sometimes there's a party for that. My strongest association from my childhood with the month of March is a St. Patrick's Day association. We used to have these carnivals at my school when I was growing up, and you could, like, throw ping pong balls into something from far away, and if you did even halfway decently, you would win a goldfish. And, you know, they're the kind of goldfish that have been living in a plastic bag all day. They're not, they don't tend to survive that long. So, like, every year you'd get the new goldfish, and you'd have a goldfish for, like, a month before uh, it stopped doing the goldfish thing uh so that's my strongest march association is goldfish acquisition month well there's the vernal equinox that's something right i guess it's a thing is that the longest day or the shortest day no
No, th- those are solstices. So is it the most equal day? Is it when the day and the night are the exact same length? Okay. Yeah, well, sort of, because <laughs> for purposes of the equinox, it's when the midpoint of the sun is at the horizon, so it's not exactly the same as the day and night being the same length, provide you consider those to be when there's any daylight. At what latitude is that measured? Like, do you have to be in Greenwich for that to make sense or no? No, the idea is that's when they're equal no matter what the latitude, I think. Okay, I'm not an astronomer. Astronomers write in and tell us if we've misunderstood the equinox. I think your latitude would make a difference for how far off from that the solstices are. Where the equinox would be the midpoint between them regardless. I see. I don't know if I understand science well enough to... So, what, what are we going to say, five? I was going to say four. Sure. 4.25, let's say? Yeah, that's fair. All right, 4.25. All right, next is April. April. Uh, April showers bring May flowers. I'm going to try and do a rhymey thing for each one, if I remember it. This is famous for being the cruelest. I can't say that quote. <laughs> I may have run out of rhymey things but just from the March and the April, though, to be honest. You know what? No, we're taking back the quarter point because March had no business being the beginning of the year ever. And March 25th never had any business doing that. That's close to the start of spring. Maybe that's part of why. Whatever. Four points even. Okay. Okay. So we're on April. All right. We have April Fool's Day. That's good. Yeah. I don't actually like April Fool's Day, to be honest. I liked it more when I lived near you. That made it more interesting. I will say it's disappointing to see a bunch of websites doing kind of lazy stuff for April Fool's Day. Yeah, there's a lot of uninspired pranks. I'd prefer if most sites did nothing for it, and a few with really good ideas did those. Yeah, it's there's a lot of uninspired pranking that goes on on April Fool's Day. There's a lot of stupid news stories. Like the wacky press release. Ugh, yeah, don't even give me- you know what, I feel like April's not getting over a four because of April Fool's Day, to be honest. See, I think April Fool's Day has a lot of potential, it's just best realized in small in-person things. Give me an example of a good April Fool's prank. Uh, one that I've used before is getting one of those cans that says it has mixed nuts inside and offering it to people. (laughs) But really, it's filled with just one kind of nut. What kind of nut do you do you usually have? Yeah, I think when I did that, I actually used peanuts, which aren't really a nut at all. Yeah, but you know what? Nothing's actually a nut at all, as far as I can tell. Cashews aren't nuts. Like, name a nut that's actually a nut. I don't know if I can do it. Wait, cashews aren't a nut? No, they're like the pit of a fruit. Oh, right, cashew fruits. I remember seeing pictures of the cashew dangling at the bottom of a fruit. It looked bizarre. Uh, what about Brazil nuts? I feel like if I remember correctly, all of the nuts that I tried looking up when we were doing the Fruits That Don't Bruise episode came up as culinary fruits. According to Wikipedia, the Brazil nut is a tree, and also the name of the tree's commercially harvested edible seed. (laughs) So it's a seed. And a tree. I bet walnuts are actually nuts. They must be. I hope so. I like walnuts. Hang on, I'm going to look up the history of April Fool's Day to see if it's related to the thing where people celebrated the New Year at the wrong time. It is. Is it? Yeah. What do you mean? And that you would refer to those people as April Fools. <laughs> Why would you? I don't know, they criticize their New Year's system. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia does not have enough on the history of April Fool's Day, although it does tell about the Roman Festival of Hilaria held on March 25th. Wait, wasn't March 25th the New Year? It's all coming together. Hilaria. That's such a better name than April Fool's Day. I say we, we reclaim Hilaria. Is that the festival name? Uh, that was the Roman Festival of Hilaria. I think Hilaria was the, yeah, festival. Oh, which came from the Greek feast of Ascensus. 
or the whatever thing of ascension or whatever you were talking about. <laughs> I feel like we've just we've done like connect the dots, but there's just one dot and we drew a circle to it. Yeah. What else happens in April besides? Uh, not much else. Uh, tax day. Yeah, April fifteenth is tax day. Um, there's probably other holidays there, but all right. So I kind of like April Fool's Day, but other than that, there isn't too much going on here. It is nice that it's first full spring part. Oh, the beginning of spring is usually in April. No, the beginning of spring is in March, but towards the end of March. Right, because in like a lamb, out like a lion. No, in like a lion, out like a lamb. Right, and April is just all lamb. No, no, April showers bring May flowers. It's like a wet lamb. <laughs> a soggy woolen lamb. Still warm, though, because wool keeps you warm even when it's wet. Right. Let's give March also a four, I say. Didn't we already give March a four? I mean April. Let's give April a four. Yeah, that seems right. I feel like this is going to make me think that I hate every month by the time we're done. Well, we have high standards for them. Yeah. So, May. May. This is the only one that spelled backwards is still a word. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were claiming it was a palindrome, and I was like, it's not a palindrome, Ben. It is not May, backwards and forwards. <laughs> so, May has Memorial Day. It has International Workers of the World Day, which we don't celebrate in the United States because of communism. Right. It's got, uh, let's see. Oh, Lewis, we forgot to give March points for the Ides of March. Is that, uh, is that when Caesar got, Caesar got stabbed? Yeah. But if you actually went back, he probably got stabbed in, like, the middle of June or something, right? Like, because it's not the same calendar at all. It's actually very difficult to figure out which dates from classical Rome correspond to which dates in our calendar. Fair enough. Because their calendar changed so many times, and it's difficult to decode their sources and work out exactly how much time elapsed since the present. It's too bad they didn't just tell you with star charts or whatever, like, just by, like, taking a picture of the sky. That's actually a common way of working out dates of historical events backwards. Yeah, I mean, I figured that's the, the easiest way to do it. Oh, Mother's Day is in May. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm gonna say May gets, like, a like an eight. That's in my category of holidays where you should remember to call someone what other holidays are there besides uh father's day flag day you should call the american flag on the phone or you should like call it by name or what just go outside on your front porch and call out to the flag wherever you can see it you just yell old glory at the top of your lungs <laughs> and, and the flag comes a running flapping in the breeze <laughs> unless it's on the moon in which case it shouldn't be flapping but is anyway <gasps> don't say that to buzz aldrin he'll punch you Requestcast would like to apologize to the astronauts of NASA. We definitely believe that you landed on the moon. I think I read somewhere once that, like, in order for the thing to be true that they faked it, they'd have to have such impressive technology for faking it that that would be more impressive than the fact that they made it to the moon. Anyway. Oh, what else happens in May? It's a good spring month. <coughs> spring summerish. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the hot part of summer. Right. In May, I'm never like, I wish I had an air conditioner. No, it's a comfortable time of year. I'm giving it an 8.5, I'll say. Ooh, that's pretty high. Plus, like you said, May backwards, still a word. Yeah, being a word forwards and backwards is nice. That's my principal metric for measuring months. Everything else is secondary. If somebody could just get in rouage added. <laughs> January would go up. Yeah, January would get way more points if ear nuage was a word. Did I get that at all right? Is that how you'd pronounce it backwards? Uh, probably. Todd, I'll just take one of the times that you said January on here and play that backwards. Here we go. I just played it backwards, but you can't tell because I'm doing that with post-processing. No, don't. Here we go. <laughs> don't do that. Iraunage. That's what it'd be. Iraunage. 
What would that word mean, Ben? That's not a word. If you played that in Scrabble, I would challenge. But if it were a word, what would you think it should mean? Uh, it would be a type of fish. Singular or plural? Well, it's fish, so the singular and plural are the same. <laughs> That's not true of all fish, is it? I'm trying to think of a fish name now. I saw four carp in that pond. See? Works for any of them. <laughs> I think you might be hastily generalizing there. <laughs> I don't want to accuse you of a fallacy. <laughs> But if I were to accuse you of one, I think the name for it would be hasty generalization. True of carp, therefore true of all fish. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we settled on 8.5 for May. I'm going to say 8. It's good, but I'll leave some room on this scale. All right. But I feel like we're not going to get much better than May. Well, we'll see. June. All right. Very unambiguously summer. Again, assuming Northern Hemisphere. Right. Not all that many holidays here. Yeah. Well, my brother's birthday is in June. That's nice. So, that's, I mean, that's a pretty important holiday. It is also, thus, the festival of request cast intro music and outro music. That festival would occur in June, because my brother did the music. Oh, he did that in June? No, but it's his birthday, so. Okay, so that's when we celebrate request cast intro and outro? Yes. And we celebrate it by taking, like, a five-minute period to just stretch out the word request across that whole five-minute period. Request. Alright, you're going to need to remind me to do that this June, because I'm not going to remember. Put it on your calendar for June... Let's see, his birthday's June 11th, so let's say June 22nd. You're doubling his birthday? <laughs> yes. But I didn't double the month. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, it would be December 22nd. That's too far away. Yeah. Maybe June 22nd is request cast intro day, and December 22nd is request cast outro day. And the intermeaning time is just your own personal play-at-home request cast. Your whole life for that stretch of time is an episode of request cast. Alright, so what else happens in June? Uh, school's out for summer. School's out forever. Flag day. Didn't you already say flag day? Oh no, that's just a call people day. I mentioned it, but this is when it is. Father's Day is in June. Bloom's Day. What's Bloom's Day? That's a James Joyce thing. Is it a real thing? Or is it, are you making it up? No, it's a real thing. It's something James Joyce fans celebrate. I'm not one of them. Okay. But, you know, it's a thing. Happens in June. Fair enough. Yeah, Ulysses is set on June 16th. June gloom, that's a thing, right? Sure. It's a phrase I've heard. Hang on. Oh, it's a Southern California thing. That's why I know it. It's when it gets cloudy in June, and so people are like, I don't I, I don't see the sun as much as usual. I'm so sad. Must be the June gloom. No, that's what they call it. It's even got a, it's on Wikipedia page. Okay. I mean, that's not a great rhyme. <laughs> I'll let the public consensus around how to use words know that you're disappointed in it. Wait, this is my favorite line from the Wikipedia entry on this. June gloom has other colloquial names if the same weather pattern occurs in May, July, or August. But it doesn't tell you what the names are. Those are also called June Gloom. No, it says it has different names. That's the best part. May Dismay. <laughs> May Dismay. Uh, let's see. August Disgust. That's not good. Yeah, that's, I don't know. May Dismay is pr probably gonna be the best. August Disgust and July. July Just Lie. They're depressed. <laughs> July Down and Die. <laughs> Because it's slightly overcast in Southern California. <laughs> I like how what they've effectively done, though, once you span it to those other months, is it's like, Southern California has a whole word for whenever it's kind of cloudy out. So, are we on June still? Yes, we are. And we gave eight, 8.5 to May. I gave it no, 8. No, we gave 8 to May. 
June is pretty similar to May, I think, in feel. It's a little hotter, which I don't like. I I'm not a fan of hot weather as much as cold weather. Yeah, I also prefer when it is cold out to when it is hot out. Although, you know, I guess, like most people, my ideal weather is... Somewhere in between. Yeah, when it's spring out. Sure. Uh, we're all Goldilocks. That's the that's the moral of the story. Yep. It's not about buttering your bread on the right side. It's about the fact that we all like things to be just right. That's the human condition. Well, never let be said that RequestCast does not illuminate the human condition. <laughs> I challenge anyone to claim that. <laughs> so I think this should get a little bit lower than May, but not by too much. I'm going to say 7. 7.9. That's a lot less. Well, I gave May an 8 instead of an 8.5. I'm saying 7.9. 7.9? Yeah. Ugh. I think you're giving too much granularity to the rating system. 7 and 15 sixteenths. How about we compromise on 7.5? That sounds like a fair compromise. Okay. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with it. It does give you the slight edge, because it's not halfway between our two suggestions. It's slightly closer to yours. Well, no, I said 7, and you said 7 and 15 sixteenths. Oh, no, that's right. It's Ignore what I just said. <laughs> what I mean is it's completely fair. 100% fair. <laughs> well, a compromise that was perfectly in between those two would not satisfy my goal of getting it back to a half point. <laughs> 7 and 7 and a half fifteenths. Oh. For the remaining months, we'll do our scores in octal. Uh, well, we're halfway through the year now. And also halfway through the year is how long it's taking us to record the podcast. Yeah, I'm hopeful that we can get this one out before February. Because how will people know what rating to expect February to receive if they get to February before the podcast does? <laughs> Should we give January extra points for containing this podcast being posted? No, but we can give it extra points for containing the birth date of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Which is January 29th. All right, yeah, let's bump this up to like... What rating did we give it? Hang on. The International Request Cast Telephony Spelling oh. Alphabet Day. <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember. We'll give it an extra half point and somebody else can figure it out later and tell us. Okay. Once we're past a rating, Ben, it is completely gone. I don't retain it at all. Yeah. So July. Yeah. All right. So this has 4th of July or Independence Day. American Independence Day. It also has Canada Day. Which is like the Canadian version of the 4th of July. Except it's on the 1st of July, right? Yeah, that's the Canadian version of 4. <laughs> it also is the setting for the movie Independence Day. Right. Which takes place on the 4th of July. Because aliens have a pronounced sense of dramatic irony and symbolism. And they wanted to set Bill Pullman up to make an awesome speech. This month also has my birthday. That's a good, that's a good thing. And that's about it for holidays. Yeah, but it's summer. Summer... Feels like one long holiday in some sense. Yeah, this is a time for summer fun in the sun. I hope our outro music today is the song from Greece about summer loving. Yeah, I can put that in. Awesome. That'll be good, considering this episode is airing in winter. It'll come as a welcome relief to our snowed-in listeners. <laughs> oh my god, we should put the song Heat Wave <laughs> for our snowed-in listeners. I'm just going to close this one out with a whole mixed CD of summer songs. Can you set it up so that if somebody downloads it in the summer, it plays Baby It's Cold Outside? <laughs> it's, it's like the worst Christmas song. <laughs> There's no way that's the worst Christmas song, because it's not Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, yeah, that's true, but it's a very bad one. <laughs> but it's one of the main ones that has It's Cold Outside in the name. Yeah, it has a lot of stuff going on. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, it has a really fraught gender politics thing. Anyway... 
So we're on July. Right. July loses points because it's a stupid month that ruins the others. That's right. I'm not penalizing the misnamed months. I'm penalizing the one that messed up their names. So July minus two points because Julius Caesar didn't rename all the damn months. I think continuing how June was like May, but we gave it a half point penalty. I think I would apply an additional half point penalty here and bring this one down to seven. I think it needs to be below a seven. I'm willing to go with six and seventeen eighteenths if you think that's better. Let's say 6.75. Can it be 6.75, 1, 2, 3 repeating? No, it can't. Okay, then 6.75 it is. But man, if we were rating Roman emperors, Julius Caesar would lose tons of points for messing up the naming scheme of the months. Are you also going to apply that penalty to the next one, August? The next one what, Ben? The next one what? I've already messed up like two or three times in this episode. Let's have a prize for any listener who accurately determines how many times you messed up. I was thinking about adding this to have a little buzzer noise every time I say it. Fair enough. That could be better than a prize that we can't make up for a contest we don't want to adjudicate. Right. So August, this one is kind of famous for not having any holidays. It actually probably has some, but no major ones, I don't think. Let me tell you who you've just offended by looking up August holidays. Cataract Awareness Month. Ah, I just said it. I can't read these holiday names without (laughs) violating the constraint. Uh, August 2014 Daily Holidays Special and Wacky Days. National Raspberry Cream Pie Day occurs in August of 2014, Ben. That's not a real thing. (laughs) National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Okay, a raspberry cream pie sounds pretty good, but that isn't a holiday. (laughs) National Mustard Day is the first Saturday in August. Nobody... Friendship Day, Ben. Friendship Day is the first Sunday in August. Nobody is going to be offended by anyone forgetting those holidays. Sister's Day, Ben. You have overlooked Sister's Day. I don't have a sister. But think of all the women out there who are sisters and will be upset with you. Work Like a Dog Day is apparently a holiday in August. That sounds like the opposite of a holiday. (laughs) Sneak some zucchini onto your neighbor's porch day. (laughs) This is my new favorite website ever. What are you looking at? called holidayinsights.com slash moreholidays slash august.htm okay that's what's called and what's the url (laughs) (laughs) it's like what i just said with a www at the beginning wiggle your toes day then is august 6th all right so august has no holidays of any kind (laughs) how dare you ignore national tell a joke day on august 16th lewis every day is national tell a joke day (laughs) Ben, I think you're forgetting about the importance of Ride the Wind Day on August 23rd. It is a carefree day to soar above the earth. You can catch a ride with the breeze or float along slowly like a gentle late summer cloud. Here are some great ways to enjoy Ride the Wind Day. (laughs) Number one, fly in an airplane. Number two, fly a kite. Ben, would you care to guess what number three is? No, I wouldn't. Parachute, hang glide, take a motorcycle ride. Hop in a sailboat and go for a ride. Or just kick back and enjoy one of the last days of summer. Okay, so these are all fun holiday ideas that someone came up with. But I think a mark against August is that nobody actually celebrates these holidays or associates them with August (laughs) in any way. Wait, (laughs) because you just offended all of the people who own mice. Because August 28th is Race Your Mouse Day. <laughs> Rev up your mouse and let the race begin. 
Alright, so August gets a three. Now September. Hang on, I have to catch my breath. September, known as the time you go back to school, right, Lewis? Yes. Also, my birthday is in September. <laughs> Sorry. Pizza the best. Uh, Ben. Yeah? Race Your Mouse Day is a copyrighted holiday, I will have you know. I don't think you can copyright a holiday. You might be able to trademark the name of a holiday. Ben, who are you to argue with HolidayInsights.com? Slash more holidays? Slash August? Slash Race Your Mouse.htm? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, even the long, unedited version of this is not including <laughs> all of your recitals of URLs of this terrible holiday site. No, but it has to! That's the... <sighs> we need to teach our audience a lesson. The lesson of how to find out more about Race Your Mouse Day. Uh, you know what? Just out of spite for our listeners, yeah, I'll leave it all in. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready to do September. Okay, September. Back to school. The seventh month. Uh, September 11th, never forget. Wow, way to... that's somber. I'm doing a moment of silence. Oh, sorry. How long is the moment of silence? I was just going to see how long it would last, naturally. Okay. Alright, so what else happens in September? Labor Day. American Labor Day. Grandparents Day. Sorry, do you want me to look it up on HolidayInsights.com? Uh, no, that's alright. Slash, more holidays slash September? Uh, this is another equinox. This time, the autumnal equinox. Ben, would you like to guess what occurs on September 5th? Uh, National Throw a Zucchini at Your Neighbor Day? No, that was last, that was in August. No, that was leaving a zucchini on their porch. I see. In September, you throw it at them. You think it's gonna take them like a week and a half to decide to throw the zucchini at you? (laughs) No, no, Ben, September 5th is Cheese Pizza Day. Cheese Pizza? Yeah. Huh. Does that really need a day? Ben, do you want it to not have a day while everything else has a day? I I do like a cheese pizza. Ben, this one I think you will be partial to. September 15th is a very special holiday. Alright, what is it? Felt Hat Day. (laughs) Okay, so do you celebrate that by wearing a felt hat that day? So... Here's how it works. Now it is celebrated by wearing a felt hat. Uh Uh-huh. Back in the early 1900s, hats were popularly worn, it was stylish, and felt was a common material for men's hats. But with the cooler fall weather approaching, those hats need to go into the coat closet. Or no, they took them out. Yeah, that's when they brought them out of the coat closet. That's an exciting story about hats. (laughs) It's like no wearing white after Labor Day, no wearing non-felt hats after August 15th. Wait, August 15th? September 15th, okay. sorry. Do you want to know a convenient mnemonic for remembering when a felt hat day is, Ben? <laughs> yes, I do. It's just one day before Collect Rocks Day. <laughs> Alright, so if you remembered you felt hat, you have something to collect those rocks in. The ice cream flavor of the day for Collect Rocks Day is Rocky Road. <laughs> if you're just tuning into the podcast Lewis is reading a website about made-up holidays We are wasting over an hour of your time They're better than the holidays I would make up That's not something to brag about <laughs> So, September, what do you think about September? My birthday Right, and since you go by the school year, how do you feel about it because of that? Back to school, you got all the, well, it's actually the back to school sales usually start in August Right, but the actual back to school part Right. It's sometimes very late August, but usually September. I like it. I'm very excited. 
Yeah, now as a teacher, you spend the entire summer doing no work at all, is that right? I want to play along with the joke so badly, but so many people think it's true that I definitely need to be like, no, that is not the case. I'm unemployed over the summers, but still expected to work. That's how my contract actually works. They just don't pay me for the summers, but I still have to get work done. In September, they start paying you again. Yes. It's not like they never go back to that. No, I didn't I didn't switch into becoming an indentured servant or something. Like, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of freedom to structure my time over the summers, but I still have a lot of work that I need to get done. And it is one of the times when I have the ability to get done a lot of that work. Anyway, September, it's good. Yeah. Starting to get a little bit cooler towards the end. Yeah, but I like that. This is a, like, the coolness toward the end of September I find very pleasant, actually. It's a good time to go for some long walks. Now, the other thing I'll say about September is that because I am the sort of person who decided to spend their entire life in school and school-related endeavors, I get really excited when the school year is starting up again. I love it. There's always, like, a lot of crunch to get work done, right, you know, right before the school year starts, but I still love it. So, like, I would vote for a 10 for September. Hmm. But I recognize I'm biased. It's a good month. I don't think I'd go as high as a 10. I said it again. Yeah, but I think we need to normalize our scale a little bit because we don't have anything above an an 8 right now. Well, that's kind of realistic. You're not always going to get a perfect thing from a category. (laughs) For our next episode, we will invent the perfect month. It has all the holidays. Nobody has to work. It's a 30-day version of Funter Day. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. This is actually kind of similar to January in that it's a time of beginnings. That's more of a school year thing, though. Yeah. Now, Ben, does it help you at all to know that September 22nd... This will not help me. Is Elephant Appreciation Day? It's what? Elephant Appreciation Day. Huh. Uh, no, that doesn't help September. But after a long summer of failing to appreciate elephants, you don't just sigh a breath of relief as September 22nd approaches? I think I appreciate elephants more in the summer. I'm more likely to be seeing them in a zoo then. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I would need to plot out my zoo visits over time. Okay. Just five short days later, you can celebrate International Rabbit Day. I don't know why Rabbit Day is international, but Elephant Appreciation Day is not. Uh, fun fact, rabbits and elephants are closely related. Are they? Probably not. <laughs> they are more closely related than elephants and mollusks. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give it... I was thinking like an 8. But it's it's better than whatever we gave an 8 to before. It's better than January. We didn't give January an 8, did we? I thought we gave it like a 7. What do we give an 8 to? May. Yeah, that's right. I, I see May and September as being about on a level. I mean, in very different ways. <sighs> Fine. Give it an 8. Note to listeners at home. Secretly, the score for September is 8.75. Ben is unaware of this. <laughs> the best part will be if you choose to leave that in. I'm going to. Nice. Okay, October. Coming from the the root for eight, the eighth month, October. Invented by Roman Emperor Octavius. That's not true. It's just named for being the eighth month. The eighth month to be invented by Roman Emperor Octavius. (laughs) Did they get rid of the first six months invented by Octavius? Octavius invented every month and named them after the order in which he invented them. Nice. So, the main actual thing that happens in October is Halloween, right? Apple picking. Right. Apple picking, spice, uh, spiced apple cider, and and uh, pumpkin, uh, not pumpkin. I mean, there's pumpkin stuff in October, too, but donuts and apple cider. That's the part uh, that leads up to Halloween. Right. Spooky hay rides. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, corn mazes. That's a good thing this time of year. Yeah, I like October. I feel like a lot of the wait on October is on Halloween. Yeah, and I like Hall. I mean, I, I begrudgingly like Halloween. Begrudgingly? Why? Yeah, Halloween is the time, is one a time that I'm almost always invited to do stuff. Yeah. But it's also a time when I need to put uh, more effort than I generally like to into having a costume. I generally like to put no effort into having a costume. Making Halloween costumes is a lot of fun. Did I tell you about the one I did last year? No, what did you dress up uh, for Halloween as last year? I was uh, Daimon Kaito. He's the main character of the anime Fibrain. Oh, yeah, I think I saw pictures. Yeah, it's that anime that's all about puzzles. Right, you wanted me to watch it, but I can't watch anime. Right, because of your condition. No, it's not a condition. People who'd like to know more about our opinions on anime should consult the anime episode that we did. Uh, My Halloween costume this past year was a green diamond that I wore above my head, and I went as an active character from The Sims. That's pretty good. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people doing Sims cosplay online, and I was like, holy crap. That looks like a costume enough to get away with, but does not seem like it would be a pain to wear around all day. And I was correct. Alright, it's clever. It's got that funny moment of recognition for people. Yes, that is right. Uh, So I'd give October a 10. If we were reviewing holidays, I would give Halloween a 10. I'm not sure that that's really the same thing as October, though. Right, but my point was October is Halloween plus hayrides, apple picking, and pumpkin. Uh, not just pumpkin, sorry. Donuts. It's that you go to the pumpkin farm to get the donuts and cider. Right. And go on a haunted hayride. That is a fun time. So, what are you thinking? I'm thinking nine. Nine nine works. That's fine. I don't really have anything negative to say about October. It's just, I guess the first half of it, there isn't that much going on. Speaking of nine, Ben, do you know what November means? Uh, the new ember. No, actually, November comes from ninth month. But the Romans were bad at counting, so it's actually the 11th. See, I wouldn't put that past them, to be honest. If I didn't know the Julius Caesar Augustus thing, I would just assume, no offense to the Romans, that they weren't that good at math. A lot of our listeners live in Rome, Lewis. Is that true? Probably not. Okay. I would be very surprised if it were true. Well, and let me be clear, I'm talking about the Roman Empire, I'm not talking about the current city of Rome. Right. So November... Thanksgiving. You got Guy Fawkes Day? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas music? Yeah, beginning of unpleasant weather. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind when it gets cold, but it is the weather that is most unpleasant, I think, in November. This last November was pretty mild out here. The whole winter was, really. We're just starting to get some cold weather now. Yeah, I could barely walk outside my apartment today because of the the blizzard. Uh, Yeah. Clue for anyone trying to deduce when this episode was recorded, it was during a blizzard in Buffalo. Is that going to narrow it down enough? Yes, I think it does. I think we've only had the one blizzard this year. Yeah, nice. All right, so I like Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving's pretty good. It's one of those food-eating holidays. (laughs) I really want to see your Venn diagram. Exercise for the listener. Construct your own Venn diagram. Construct a Ben diagram. (laughs) Bam! That's it. Nailed it. Episode title. Listeners, please please construct a Ben diagram of holidays. All right, so aside from Thanksgiving... What does November feel like to you? November's when the time starts to change so that it gets dark way too early. Because that's my biggest problem is not the temperature. It's that I get home at like 4 p.m. It's almost dark out and I want to go to sleep. It triggers like my hibernation instinct, which I assume all humans have. Right. Yeah, we now have daylight saving time ending very late in the year. Oh, is that when we fall back or whatever? Yeah. Okay. I think near the beginning of November. Yeah, November 2nd. 
Okay. So those of you who hate daylight saving time, November is when you can stop doing it. Oh, wait, which one is not savings time? Is the November through spring? Right, but it's daylight saving time, not savings. Is it singular? Yeah, because it's the activity. It's the time for daylight saving, because you're saving daylight. (laughs) Are you sure? I thought we were building up a savings of daylight. That's a common misconception, apparently, because everybody says daylight savings time and they are wrong. Maybe it's possessive. Maybe they all mean it with an apostrophe S. Whose time is it? Why, this time belongs to daylight saving. Give it back. Yeah, we should get back to talking about November. Ben, we are, we are, everything we're discussing right now is part of our November rating. Okay, so that makes it, what, a six? No. Five and a half at most. 5.75 because I like Thanksgiving. I guess I'm bumping it up a bit because I really like Thanksgiving. Yeah, if this were a holiday rating episode, yeah. it would be very different. I, 5.75 and that's my final offer. Sure. All right. All right. Next month. Oh. December. Yeah. I just got a buzzer there. <laughs> okay. December. Named after the Roman god Decembrius. The 10th god. The tenth god was chosen as the harbinger of the twelfth month. You could probably edit out some of me doing that same joke for every one of those four months. No, that's all staying in. <laughs> awesome. All right. December is even more hibernating than November. December is the time when everyone wants to just sleep through the whole thing, but they can't because they need to get Christmas gifts. Right. And it's when you get some of the worst weather... Now, I'm going to come out in favor of Christmas here. I'm in favor of Christmas in a limited form. I am not in favor of the fact that all through December you cannot eat in a public restaurant and not be deluged with Christmas music. I don't just mean like some Christmas music comes on occasionally. You go to a restaurant that's playing music, they find some channel that only plays Christmas songs, and they put that channel on loud for always. Right, we were saying before that October seems to be mostly leaning on Halloween. There's nothing compared to what December does with Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that is true. December should just be renamed Christmas Month. This may be an exception to the principle that we shouldn't be reviewing these just based on the major holiday in them. Because December basically is a major holiday. Yeah, if December gave me something else to review it on the basis of, besides Christmas and being dark all the time, I would do it, but it's not. Well, New Year's Eve, that's something. This gets some of the benefit that January had for New Year's. Boxing Day. Yeah, Festivus. I thought we weren't counting made-up holidays, Ben. All holidays are made up. (laughs) Sorry, did you want me to tell you what foodstuff gets a special holiday in December? Is it fruitcake? National Fritters Day, December 2nd. Fritters? That's strange. Or you could celebrate Wear Brown Shoes Day. See, I'm not sure any of these have justifications for being on that particular day of the year. They feel like they're just assigned at random. (laughs) I'd like you to tell that to December 7th. National Cotton Candy Day. Because, to be honest, Ben, isn't December the time that you are most likely to encounter and eat cotton candy? You know, oddly, I think the last time I ate cotton candy was in a December. Ben, you're the sort of person we should celebrate on December 12th, National Dingling Day. (laughs) National Dingling Day is a very special day to, quote, ring your bell, unquote. Nope, we're not talking about the Salvation Army bell ringers standing with their bells and kettles outside of every store in a country. On National Dingling Day, you should brace yourself for bizarre and crazy behavior. 
from all the people you encounter. Even normally conservative people have been known to go a little crazy on this day. What do they do? Some people say this is a day for wackos, lunatics, and others who are off their rocker. We say it is simply a day to cut loose, act a little weird. Are you supposed to carry a bell? Is that the holiday? Or is this just a day when you can do something crazy without fear of consequences? Yeah, it's sort of like that movie The Purge. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen it either, but the premise is everybody obeys the laws all year except they have one day for purging the criminal instincts where all all crimes are legal, including murder. Okay, so it's like National Murder Day. <laughs> that is in fact the only crime that people in the movie seem interested in committing. <laughs> so this is uh this is let your freak flag fly day a little bit. Okay, but it's bell related as well. No, no, because no, dingling is another way to talk about a loony person. Okay, but your, the description had that bit about letting your bell ring. Is that just a metaphor? It was in quotes, yeah. <laughs> it would be like if they called it National Flyer Flag Day, and it wasn't about actually flying your flag. It was about just, you know, National Wear Your Heart on Your Sleeve Day or something. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Origin of National Dingling Day. Despite our diligent efforts, we have yet to find the dingling who created this neat day, nor did we find factual information about this day. <laughs> there was a reference to this as a national day. However, we found no congressional records or presidential proclamation of national dingling day. Okay, wait, they weren't able to find factual information. What was all that information that you gave me then? It is always December 12th. That's the main piece of information here. Okay, but apparently that's not factual information. It's the other kind. Miss? Is Miss the other kind? Yeah. Alright, so December. Aside from Christmas, this is the end of the year. It's kind of the opposite of January in that regard. Yes, it is the opposite of January. And on December 30th, when you're approaching January, you can enjoy a wonderful celebration of National Bicarbonate of Soda Day. I kind of wish you had never found that website. <laughs> I kind of wish I had always found this website. Ben... Are you besmirching the proud tradition of baking soda day? Is that the day when you should eat more baking soda than usual? It celebrates the many benefits and uses of bicarbonate of soda. Put an open box in your fridge. Leave it there. Never question it. Here are just a few of them. Baking. It helps make baked goods like bread to rise. It can relieve stomach indigestion. It can remove odors in the refrigerator or in kitty litter. It is used in fire extinguishers for grease and oil fires. It is used as a cleaning agent. It can be used as a meat tenderizer. Put it in water with beans to minimize flatulence from eating beans. Polish silverware. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was a capital P. It tricked me. You're trying to make this into a racist joke about people using baking soda in place of silverware. I won't allow it. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't trying to do that. It just was like, it was a capital P and I thought Polish. Remove burned food from your pot or pan. And then the last item on the list is it says, and the list goes on and on and dot dot dot. Although I kind of feel like it may have exhausted the uses of baking soda. Ben, I feel like I should call you up on each of these holidays and encourage you to celebrate them. There might be some worth celebrating in here. I just don't think there are many. Well, Ben, I will tell you what day of the year I will almost certainly call you up on to talk more about these holidays. That's National Dingling Day. <sighs> Is there a holiday on this list for making up holidays? I wouldn't be surprised. You'll recall I didn't have access to this list prior to August. We didn't look at this for any of the pre-August ones. If we're doing some outtakes later, I can look up some other ones. But Ben, wouldn't you enjoy an excuse on December 15th to enjoy National Lemon Cupcake Day? Yeah, lemon cupcakes are nice. And they deserve their own day. One day before National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. 
Yes, you heard that right. Anything. National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. I'm going to cover you in chocolate on that day and you'll have no grounds to complain because you're a thing covered in chocolate on that day. People are either going to love this episode or hate it. That's my prediction. I think that's going to depend on whether they listen to the full version or the version that I fully edit. (laughs) Oh man, I think both will have their charms. I think it'll be good for both to exist. I will be especially glad to have the long version. So we still haven't given December a rating. Whatever, 14. What? No. No, let's give it an actual rating. I- I'm thinking 7. Mm. Maybe 8. No, I was going to go lower. Really? Yeah. If you're going higher than 7, yeah, seven's the limit ceiling. It's a fun time of year. Yeah, that I want to sleep through. Give me a little bit more sunlight and then I can then we can talk. You can sleep through a lot of it. I'm familiar. I've done so. Longest night of the year. Yeah, because of the solstice. Right. Yeah, winter solstice. That's a good holiday. That gives it an extra point or two. What's the one where you're, where you're supposed to be able to balance an egg on its end? Uh, that's a myth. Yeah, but what's it a myth about? I think it's a solstice. I don't know which one. Might be an equinox, actually, because equinox is balanced. That makes some poetic justice, I guess. Yeah, I can see why somebody would make up a balancing myth about the equinox. That, that works. And... New Year's is when, supposedly, animals are able to talk. Oh, you know the trick to actually balancing an egg on its end, right? Boil it? Yeah, you hard boil it, and then you just crack the bottom of the shell a little bit. It's a good trick. And then it you can flatten. There's a story about Columbus, almost certainly apocryphal. Only he didn't boil the egg, he had some other trick. The point is... You gotta use a trick. Well, the king, a king, I don't remember which one, it doesn't matter because it's a made-up story. It was like, oh, Columbus, whatever, you discovered America, it was just sitting there. Why is that so impressive? And we're going to leave aside the fact that, you know, other people had discovered it first and there were people living there and all that. But people were like, oh, what's so impressive? It was just sitting there. And so then Columbus did this egg on its end trick. And the king was like, oh, that's impressive. How'd you do it? And then Columbus told him how to do it. And he was like, see, you couldn't have done it without me telling you how. He was much quippier in the version that I heard. (laughs) This is the worst retelling of this story I think I've ever come across. But the point was that the king should have been more impressed because Columbus was the first to do it. And now that people knew how to get to the New World, it wasn't as exciting, obviously. Something. I don't remember. Frankly, I'm a little bit suspicious that there's a moral to be learned from the story. But I remember it involved him being sassy about balancing an egg on its end. (laughs) And I think that's a good place to end the podcast today. Well, there you have it. Our full review of the calendar. Wait, Liz, could you read over the request again? I want to be sure we don't have an extra part. Uh, Which names of months are the best? And which of the actual months themselves do you like? We haven't been reviewing the names throughout. I have been making fun of the names. Yeah, we we reviewed a lot of the names. Yeah. John will have to be satisfied with the fact that I gave up on his constraint after a minute, and we kind of talked about the names, but mostly didn't talk about... We didn't mostly didn't talk about the months that much either, to be honest. Okay, well, we reviewed all 12 of them. John will be very satisfied with this episode, I predict. So, until next year... Happy requests. Until next time, Ben. We're not taking a break from January through the rest of the year. I figured people could just listen to this episode throughout the year to know our thoughts on the time they're in. They specifically can't listen to it in December. (laughs) Otherwise, it will spoil my prank. Until December, have a requesting time. So adios to our Australian friends. (laughs) See you next time on Requestcast. Lupa, 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 lupa
Requestcast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at requestcast.com.